Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Uh, Interlow special. Of course, it's boring international week um, this week. Unfortunately, um, the internationals have taken over and what a load of rubbish that is. Uh, I hate international football except for when it's tournaments, but we've still got a podcast to run. So uh, what we like to do is when there's an interlow like this, I like to have other podcasts come on and do a bit of a link up. Um, This week, our link up is with Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Um, You can see Fergus and Trev there and Dan, um, who's become a regular guest um, on on the same old Arsenal podcast, is also uh, on that podcast as well. So obviously the reason why we're linking up with them is because Dan introduced me to the two boys and here we are. Uh, So welcome, Fergus and Trev. Hiya, Craig. How are you? Thank you, Craig. How are you, mate? I'm very well, mate. Thank you very much. An absolute pleasure to have you here. Um, also, you can see uh, our boy Harry there. Harry, how are you, sir? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm not too sure. Are we live, though? That's the only thing. Can you check that for me? We are. We are. We are. We are. Okay. Are we live on Twitter as well? Uh, I'll have a look. We're definitely live on YouTube. Okay. Any comments coming through? Because I think I've made a boo-boo here. Now, for the people who live yeah, in, yeah. for the people who are listening in audio, you know I like to make boo boos. Um, I think it's because I'm going through restream. I can't see my live my live comments. It's, I think that's what's happened. Um, but it's okay. I, I have my phone here. I'll fire it up there in a second. Um, Harry, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, same here. Um, bored of the international break. Can't wait for it to uh, to pass by and get back to Premier League football. Yes, I don't like it. I hate it. Um, and wallowing around in the other corner, you can see his beautiful, cute face. Uh, it's Mike from uh, the Gooners podcast. How are you, sir? I am doing lovely. Thank you for having me, Craig. It's a pleasure oh. to take G- uh, Lee's place tonight. <laughs> you might get yourself. You might get yourself a full-time job, mate. Um, if you, at if least, you're any good. at least, I might get myself a full pint. <laughs> true true yeah there's a few um, there's a few comments coming through there good evening to you all if you're watching live thanks for joining us 
um, welcome. Get get your questions into the into the uh, chat box. We'll be we'll be answering lots of questions this evening. Um, but before all that good stuff, um, let's have a chat with Fergus uh, and Trev. Fergus, you're the main man behind Guns and Yellow Ribbons, um, I believe. I hope. Appa I've got appa hope. Apparently so. Yes. Apparently yeah. so. Um, yeah, I, I hope. Just tell, you're... Us, tell, us, tell us a bit about it, mate, and tell us how long you've been going. Uh, we've been going since um, November. It'll be three years this November. We do an audio podcast um, uh, in the main. We just started video, actually, uh, uh, leading up to this one. Uh, Trevor is uh, one of our old-timers that we uh, ha have on with his old old-school memories. Uh, obviously, we've got Potsy. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, uh, we've got Potsy. We, there's about seven or eight of us, and we just rotate around. There's Manny, there's Scunny, and so on. And uh, the concept is basically four guys in a bar uh, having a chat about Arsenal. And that's as simple as that. It's not flash. It's not, you know, it's just simple. Exactly right. how it should be. Exactly like ours. Um, hmm? Exactly like ours. Exactly how it should be. Um, you know, there's no no egos here, isn't that right, Harry? That's right. No egos here. Different opinions, but no egos. No egos, absolutely. <laughs> de de definitely different opinions, Harry. Trev, um, what's what well, I forgot what I was going to say now. How long have you been on Guns and Ribbons, mate? Well, I've I've not been from the start, mate. How long have I been on Fergus? About Six a year. months to a year, about a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never done anything like this before, boys, and uh, got to know a couple of lads. They invited me on. And I love every minute, love every minute of it. This is all new to me. I, I'm glad only my head and shoulders are uh, showing on this screen because the bottom half is shaking a bit. But uh, yeah. I thought you could say yeah. they had no clothes on. No need yeah. for that. There's no need for that here. Trev, no. Fergus, Fergus, there's your old school. Have you, how long have you supported Arsenal? Um, I'm well. I, I lived in Ireland originally, so I, I wasn't really into. Athlone Town was my team when I was a kid, uh, and I moved to London in '88. And I met my wife, and um, uh, her, she'd a, a young boy, and he was into Arsenal. So, so ninety, ninety three, I suppose, is uh, my first real start of following of Arsenal, and I became a season ticket holder about ten years ago. But Trev, he's 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 the long term. Nineteen seventy one was your first game, wasn't it, Trev? No, Fergus, 1970, mate. December 1970, my Uncle Pat took me. Had 60 pence seats in the West Stand lower tier. Wow. Uh, against Wolves. We won 2-1. John Radford scored. Still got the tickets and the match programme. Yeah, still got them. Well, Tre Trev actually dug... No, actually, it was Troy Reed uh, is one of our listeners on Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, he, dug he found this programme on eBay. This is the very first Arsenal game I attended at Highbury, which was Arsenal versus Bradford on August 25th. Um, in, in the oh my eyes are going. It was 1999, 2000 season. So I've got the program for the very first game I went to. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Mike, let's let's talk to you, mate. Um, as 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 we all know, um, Mike, uh, Mike and Andy uh, in America. Every year, Mike um, raises uh, money for charity uh, for cancer. Um, so. Not Mike, do you want to? Cancer has enough power as it is. They don't need money as well. We, we raise it. <laughs> do you want to talk us through it? And um, I shall put this uh, auction house up um, while you're talking us through it. Go for it, mate. Yeah, I appreciate it, Craig. Um, and and you guys from the start have been among our our biggest uh, you know supporters and and spreading the word about it to your uh, listeners and viewers. So I appreciate that. Um, in addition to just being pretty silly, immature jackasses uh, every week on the air, we uh, we try to do some good for the world. 
Um, and you know, my, my father passed away almost 10 years ago uh, from leukemia. And virtually everybody I know has been touched by the disease or some other blood cancer or cancer in general. And so um, when we started doing the podcast and started catching on a little bit, we decided to try to use that for some good. And, uh, and so we started Gooners versus Cancer, which is an organization that directly fundraises for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is, you know, it's based here in the States, but it, it helps people worldwide trying to cure the diseases um, and uh, supporting families who are suffering from it. So we've, we've toyed around with a few different ways of raising funds, just kind of done general fundraising. And, and we raised about, you know, $4,500, about 3,000 uh, pounds last year. Um, but one note about that link, if you put the www in front of it, it won't work. Uh, oh, okay. So it's actually I'll put a www dot in front of it then. Every, I'll take every, that off. There yeah, you go. I'm sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those weird internet things. But so we've done shirt uh, auctions this summer when the when the team was on tour in the States. We did a, an auction for Alan Smith signed jerseys. Alan has uh, become a friend of the podcast and he's he's offered his help to raise money and his three shirts that that he auctioned over the summer raised six six thousand dollars uh we had another gooner day of giving uh here in the united states at all the different supporters clubs uh the day of the liverpool game and despite the result we still raised another five thousand dollars so we're, we're at thirteen thousand wow. dollars in counting for this year's campaign which just blows my mind uh we've reset our goal for 15 and the one thing that we still have left where you which is what i think the best thing of them all but is criminally undervisited, uh, hopefully not after this podcast, is GoonerAuction.com. And uh, we have for auction just some amazing uh, experiences, prizes, tickets. Um, you know, and if you go to GoonerAuction.com, uh, there, you do, I think, have to register for the page, which I apologize for. But on there, you can get, uh, I mean, there, there's a, a set of club-level tickets to any game this season that you choose. I've sat in them. They belong to Jack Stevenson, who's a, who's a great, a great bloke. Um, and uh, they're, they're just amazing. This is a picture from those seats. You can bid on those. You can bid on a clock watch from, from uh, the She-War shop. You can get from the team they donated. I'm pointing to it like you guys can see what I'm pointing to. Uh, <laughs> you can get a Legends tour and an audio tour of the Emirates for four. Um, there's what even... is this? Hang on a second. What <laughs> is... I'm gonna get to that, but let me get to the serious ones first. Pyberry Pyberry Corner has uh, has donated a hundred pound value dinner for four on a game day at Pyberry Corner. Uh, it's just uh, Tollington's uh, <laughs> Tollington has suggested uh, or, or donated uh, tickets to the uh, to any Europa League game. Then we've got kind of little funnier things, which are just such Mike. a bargain that nobody has done it yet. Mike, got, Mike. Yeah. Has Lee donated one of his white T-shirts? Um, Lee's donated. Uh, he, he told us once that he would donate a couple of things, uh, and I'm still waiting for them. But uh, we've decided for him that uh, that that stunts are more his style. So um, two things on the uh, on the Lee judges, and if people don't bid on these from this podcast, then I don't really I don't understand what's going on. He's going to read smutty passages of our selection from the Fifty Shades Generator. Now, if you've ever visited this website. <laughs> Go to this Twitter feed and and have it generate a passage for you. And just imagine listening to that in Lee's voice. Um, the other uh, item that Lee has agreed to participate in that he probably doesn't remember agreeing to is uh, he will read the starting 11 of your choice. Now, you make up the names. They can be made-up names. They can be names of international players. that They could just be Torella. 
uh, and Gen you know, and Kadozi. Um, but you will announce it hopefully with the spirit that it was intended, and, and we'll send you these videos. And if you want to upload them to YouTube, whatever, but they're yours. And the bidding starts at twenty dollars. So come on, you know you want this stuff. Um, but besides those things, there's there's art, there's jewelry, there's books, there's signed books from uh, Amy Lawrence. Her new book comes out in a couple of weeks, the '89 book. Um, I'm certainly going to be getting one, um, and I may have to bid for it to be signed. But there's great stuff on there, and then there's some stupid stuff on there, like a signed version of the bell uh, from. Ugh. So anyway, the point is, uh, a lot of this stuff is cheaper right now on the auction than it would be if you bought it directly from the team, or ticket-wise, tour-wise, art-wise, whatever the case may be. So um, we hope that you can have your support. Bidding on that stuff helps charity. Uh, if you win, we'll we'll set you up to donate, and then we'll get the the prizes out to you. But uh, it's meant to be a little bit of fun and a little bit of uh, serious fundraising. And it's it closes on 20 September, so we got about 10 days left to uh, to hit that website and uh, help us get over 15 grand what, for this which, year. Which which cancer charities do you donate it to? Uh, the can the 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 primary beneficiary uh, as of right now is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Okay. Uh, otherwise known as the LLS, they they support blood cancers primarily. Um, it very well may be as we get larger, and the hope is with the help of the team and and our friends in the media and and with Arsenal and and of course fellow podcasters, that this is going to get really big over the next few years. And certainly, the name Gunners versus Cancer is implies more than just blood cancer. So our hope is to be able to 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 raise money for multiple cancer charities. But at this point in our early years. Um, it goes to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which obviously has a great personal attachment for me. Okay. Now, obviously, if you're listening to us on audio, um, you, you, obviously you couldn't see the things that are up on screen, obviously. Um, so what I'll do is, uh, if you are listening to on audio, Spotify, iTunes, etc., etc., I'll have the link to the website um, in the description for the podcast. So if you're listening on audio, um, you have a look at the description right now, you'll see the link and um, go, and, go and check it out. Um, a good cause. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate it. No problem, mate. You are very, very welcome. Right. Let's get on to what we, uh, you see, the interlow again, you know, sorry to mention it again. Fergus, what do you make of the season so far? Um, it's it, it, it's not been too bad, actually. I was hoping for a better result against Liverpool. I was I was hoping because Liverpool weren't on on their top form. I was hoping we'd get a draw. Um, the Newcastle game, I thought, was turgid, absolutely dreadful. Um, the North London derby thoroughly enjoyed. Um, it was a draw. We it would have been great to to nick that win. Um, I, and the Burnley game, you know, Burnley came and and actually played against us. Uh, they're a big side, and uh, we held on and got a victory there. So all in all, I'm reasonably pleased. I'm a little bit perplexed by some of Emery's uh, substitutions and tactics and what he's doing, like uh, the way he had Sabias. Uh, on in the uh, the first half um, again in the Liverpool game, um, his um, his lineup and uh, having Torreira and Shaka in the North London derby, uh, but overall, I, I would have to say it's what I expected. What you expected, Trev? What about you, mate? Oh, I'm happier with it than Ferguson's mate. To be honest. Um, I said that at the start of last season, I was going to give Emery two full seasons. He had a lot of work to do, mm. and I think he's making excellent progress. Um, 
I was happy with Newcastle. We went to Newcastle, beaten 1-0. Yeah, it was a bit of a dour game, but they've had a decent result since, haven't they, Newcastle? So they're Absolutely. not that bad. They weren't a bad result at all, was it? Yeah, no, <laughs> it made my day. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Burnley, Fergus is bang on with, Fer with Burnley because... They are a big side. They've got a big old English centre forward and we've always struggled against that. But we got through in the end. Liverpool, like, we lost 3-1 at Liverpool, but when we've been when we've been beating everything at Liverpool in the last few years, I've always thought we didn't have hope in them games. We were out class. But this time, on another day, we get something, don't we? Because yeah, Pepe's, had, Pepe's had two chances. Um, Albano Yang, if I'm honest, I thought he should have done better with a lob. So I come away from that game three-one loss. Yeah, another day we might have nicked, we would have nicked something. And then Tottenham, Fergus said to me the other day, he said, "Was you happy with a draw?" And I said, "Don't, don't hang me out to dry." Never be. No, I'm just I'm just saying. I said I'll never be happy with a draw against Tottenham. Never in a million years. Not you know. No, especially. No, I, I I suppose part of me was happy with the draw because we were two 0 down, um, and I've just frozen there. Please don't um, screenshot that and put things in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a moment, isn't it? It certainly is. One second. <laughs> He's thinking about Guendouzi. That was, that was practically orgasmic. Mike, Mike has definitely screenshotted that. Mike, I expect by the end of this show. I've already, already, I've already made a good jab of it. And uh, can, can I... Can I qualify what Trev said there about a, about a draw? Um, I just said it would be good. To, uh, having a draw in a North London derby is always good when you live in Swampland like I do out in Essex. So there's loads of uh, Tottenham fans. So it's just good for uh, conveniality uh, among your friends. There's nothing wrong with Essex. I'm from Essex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't being horrible, mate. Go, go, go easy, Fergus. You won't be coming back on, mate. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> uh, Harry, what's 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 your what's your what's your talk on the season so far, mate? Um, pretty much as expected, but I'm still, as you know, Craig. I've I've sort of been on the fence about Unai Emery from you know right at the very start, just because I can't get my head around the tinkering. I don't understand it. I don't. You know, we talk about being tactically flexible, but there's a there's a situation where you can overdo it. And I think that we have overdone it at times. And I'm not seeing the benefits from the tinkering because the results for me are still pretty much the same. We seem to be at the same level that we were at the start of last season. And I don't see any improvement. I don't see us any worse, but I don't see any improvement. And that's my concern. And if he gets to the end of another season without any improvement, then for me maybe he's not the right guy but in terms of what we've seen so far this season it's as expected for me I still think that we'll be in the hunt for the top four I still think we've got defensive issues um I still think we should be maybe looking to try and play to our strengths which is you know a possession-based game where we're attacking teams on the front foot at times it's been a little bit conservative um, and I'm sure Emery will have his reasons for that but for me at the moment it's just it's nothing great it's just as I expected and I hope to see things improve. Mike, what I think about what you, we mate? need to improve is our defence though, um, Harry. Uh, going forward, sorry, I'm over over talking on Mike now, but going forward, I think we're quite good. Uh, midfield with Sobias and so on, and they were quite strong. It, the weakness is definitely in defence. But I no, think there's, there's no doubt. Yeah. That we, I mean, surely in January, um, we, we strengthen that defence in January, surely. Definitely. definitely. You know strengthen what it is, Craig? Yeah, we I strength mean, we strength for the defence after the international break, don't we, boys? Oh, yeah. oh, Bellerin. 
I think the problem is though, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I want to see Tierney come in, I want to see Bellerin come in, and Holding even as well. I want to see them all back in there. But this this notion that a lot of Arsenal fans have at the moment that Bellerin and Tierney are going to come in and make us watertight defensively, that's just living in cuckoo land, in my opinion, because we were just as bad defensively last season with Bellerin in the side. He's Bell great Bell going forward. Couldn't cross himself in, ch in church, in, in fairness. I've, I've said it many a time. He, he he can't cross a ball. He's got some speed. Defensively, he's weak. Um, but everybody, since he's begun out for so long, everybody is like, you know, going, oh, Bellerin, he, he, he'll he fix everything. I don't agree. There is a bit of... I think, I, think, I, think what, I think what people are looking forward to, and I, I'd be one of them, I'm looking forward to a Bellerin-Pepe link-up. That's what I, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah. and, and a T and the Aubameyang link-up down the left. Um, if if Emery or Lacazette or whoever it's going to be, um, we've all seen Kieran Tierney play for Celtic, and I know he's I, like I, I I sorry now if I'm going to offend anyone, but I I think the Scottish league is is absolute rubbish. Um, the only game I ever watch is Rangers Celtic as a neutral because it's a derby and it gets a bit heated every now and then. But I think Kieran Tierney knows as well the challenge that he's accepted to come to the Premier League. Um, and, I, and I'm glad he's done it because he could have. People are saying about him he could have stayed and done ten in a row and become a you know become a legend and stuff like this. But he's a Celtic legend anyway. Whether he does ten in a row anyway, um, but I mean, imagine wanting to stay at a club to win the league ten times in a row. It just goes to show, goes to tell me everything you want to know about that league. Um, so if Tierney, I think. I'm really pleased he's here, and I think that he's gonna be he's he's, he's gonna be better than Monreal. He's gonna be better than Klasnac. Um, I'm pretty sure of that. But I just don't think at the moment down the wings we're we're doing as well as we should be doing because because we we need players like Tierney and and Bellerin on um, bombing on um, and linking up with with the attackers. Mike, what 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 you say about that? Well, I, I do think, uh, I mean, the, it's going to take a little bit of, of adjustment for I mean, two by four to six weeks from now, we're going to have three new defenders uh, starting. I mean, and, and then either Socrates or Louise probably switching back and forth, depending on the situation. And it's going to take some time. Anyone who, who is expecting us to start, you know, doing clean sheet after clean sheet week after week, because we've switched our defenders to, to younger, better players right off the bat is... I just hope there's some patience, uh, and and the word patience around Arsenal supporters is, isn't used lightly, and nor is it very often found. But what's that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, it's. It, I just think we have to understand that that there is a change in the guard. Of course, there's going to be another one coming in next year. Who knows whether he's ready or yet uh, or not for the prime time? But uh, it's got to be better than it is now, though. And uh, and so I'm excited to see it. It. We've had two awful halves out of eight so far this season, as far as I'm concerned, not some that weren't so great, but uh, the, the second half against Liverpool and the, you could say most of the first half against Tottenham, even though we, we, we dominated a lot of the play early on in the, in the first half. So to come out of the first four with seven out of 12 points probably is about right. Maybe would have liked nine, uh, but uh, there is a pretty flat track ahead of us. Uh, I was going to say, except for the, the Monday game against United, but I, probably include that game now um and uh you know we should be able to go into the next international break top four top three uh at, at worst be nice yeah let's bring this question in here please don't ask me to pronounce that um i'm not speaking sure. of which did you see that lee's in the chat now uh, is he is he he yeah. must is he is he on uh, the plane and, or? and and potsy 
And he's already oh, taken right. Are they there? Are they? Where are yeah. they? I'm looking at questions, you see. Um, this uh, Look, please, thanks for your question, but I'm not <laughs> even going to try and attempt to, to, to um, pronounce that. Uh, will Bella in Saliba, Holding and Tierney be the four that bring us back to the glory days of the 90s? 1-0 uh, to the Arsenal. Harry? So hard to say. I mean, it's so... It, that's the hope, of course. But for me, Saliba's relatively unproven. Um, you know, Bellerin's got the potential to be a great right back. He started off really well, didn't he? His Arsenal career kind of hit a bit of a brick wall, I felt. Maybe that was because, you know, the whole team were defending so poorly. And hopefully when he gets over this injury, we'll see the best of him again. Tierney, I agree with what you said, Craig. The league over there is so poor that... It's impossible to say how these players are going to do in yeah. the Premier League. And Holding, you know, he, he looks a very good defender, but he's another one with a long way to go. You know, we've only seen, what, half a season of Holding in the first team playing regularly. So, you know, it looks promising, but, you know, there's a long way to go with all those players. And that's the hope. But it's really difficult to sit here now and say, yeah, they're going to yeah. lead us back uh, to glory. Harry, Harry, on, on uh, Tierney, a, f a good friend of mine, he knows quite a lot about football, is a arch um heart, a staunch um rangers fan and he was comparing tierney to roberts and uh, uh, he said that uh, tierney it pained him to say was better than roberts and he said also give it a year or two he could be a future arsenal captain yeah a lot, a lot of people have spoken about that and and fingers crossed he is i just i haven't seen it so i can't sit here and say Yes, Kieran Tierney is going to be the next best thing at left back because I'll be lying if I agreed. said I sat and watched agreed, the Scottish agreed, League. Agreed. Yeah, and are these uh, kinds of are these kinds of defensive players? I mean, fast Bellerin, uh, Tierney, who bombs up the left side, from what I've heard, are these the type of players that are going to keep a, a, a ton of clean sheets, or are these players that are going to help us win games four to? Who cares? It don't matter when we're turning up. I don't care either. But yeah. when it, when you're no, talking I, about I, it, back to one nil to the Arsenal, I'm I not think, so sure we're ever going to see those days again. I think it's dependent on who we got in CDM, and I don't think Shaq is good enough. Yeah, well, that that's true because if I'll no save, I was saving him till later. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Early, late, and middle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this one, I don't know what this is. Don't know. Lee judges don't know what they're talking about, especially the American. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. That. I don't, I don't know what he means by that. How are you doing? Is Lee? he on the plane or is it the airport? He's 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 ordered a half plane to take him to England. A half plane. <laughs> <laughs> has he got a new t-shirt oh dear um there was a question there that i was i was going to go to fergus and trev with look at this one talking about emery when we were talking about emery this one comes in from russ hello russ good evening to you russ. mate thanks Come for watching on, um i'm done with being patient with emery as for one uh, I'm, sorry i'm done with being patient for emery has one year left um, if he fails he's gone allegre or Mourinho in trev what do you say about that Mourinho over my dead bloody body, let me tell you, boys. Russ is way older than you, Trev, so he doesn't have much time left to wait for a resurgence. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, we've, um, you know, we, we've, we, we said we wanted changes when Emery came in, right, didn't we? And we're getting changes. Well, you can't say he sat back. He's, he's done. We've got new players in. We're, we're looking different side. Um, we're, I think we're more attacking. That's debatable, but I think we are. So you've got to give him that time. You've got to give him at least this season as well. And uh, then we, I think we get to the end of this season and we reevaluate. But at the moment, I won't say a bad word about him. We, we want to change. We're getting changed. Let's see how it works, eh? 
Absolutely. Fergus, what would you say about that? Uh, I hate Mourinho. You hate Mourinho. I don't like hate, him either, but... I, 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 I hate, I, I, I hate I, I hate his style of football. I, I hate everything he represents. He's an arrogant... Uh, it's just... Oh. Is that because... Is that because he beat us all the time? I, no. Like, I, I no, think, it's not about I, the voyeur. It's not anything about any I of think, that. I think as Arsenal fans, we can be a bit silly sometimes. And people people on Twitter saying, oh, Arsenal fans want Mourinho in this, that and the other. Let's, you know, we have to get it right. He's one of the most successful managers of our time. Um, destroying dressing rooms, yeah. Well, he has destroyed. Uh, one second, he hasn't destroyed every dressing room he's been into. Um, to, 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 to answer your question, uh, Craig, um, Allegri or Mourinho are irrelevant. Unai's in in the seat. Unai has got till the end of this season. Well, for me, if he's if he's where Ollie's going to be at Christmas, which is about tenth, uh, then he gets sacked. But I don't think he'll be there. I think he'll be top three, top four uh, in uh, by Christmas, um, and I think he'll be competing for the Champions League. If he gets into the Champions League uh, by the end of the season, he gets the extension for a year. Um, and uh, lots of people going on about you know we want a different manager and we want Allegri, we want Mourinho. I'm not going to swear, but Jesus, cut yourself on, guys. Well, I, I mean, look, I'm not saying that I want him in, but what I'm saying is because I, I don't want him in because I believe in Unai Emery. And, and I think that even even if it, Unai Emery doesn't get us in the top four this year, I'll give him another year. That, 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 that's just me. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, just I, agree. Want, I, I agree, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you, I can't have a fella coming in for two years and then, you know, then deciding after two years, well, do you know what? Nah, go on. Well, look, you know, look, that's, look, not, that's not Arsenal. It's not look, the look, Looks what happened at United. United are what five managers in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it happened the same. It happened the same at Liverpool. Klopp, would, Klopp didn't do you know too amazingly, did he? Um, in his in his first year, year and a half. Now look at them. Um, they're flying. Hmm. And people, people didn't league. people people didn't want Klopp. I, I can't stand Mourinho, and I don't want him at Arsenal. There's no question about that. But if you was in a one-off game and you needed to get a result. There is not a better manager in the world, in my opinion, that you would rely on to make sure you get over the line. I think he's a fantastic manager. He hasn't just lost it overnight. He's had a few bad spells here and there. But if you look at the, the years he's been a manager, he's been active. And you look at his honours list, it's incredible. And no matter what we think of him, from him. maybe Sorry, it has, but no, no matter what we think about him, you cannot deny that he is one of the elite managers in football. I hate him. I hate him. I hate his guts, but it's the truth. But but the style of football has moved on. I agree with what you're saying that he's an elite manager, but the style of football has changed. Uh, he's very much like a George Graham-esque, and not comparing him, but I'm, I'm saying he's very defensive. He's he's all about the defence first, where now we're looking at people all trying to emulate Pep and uh, play out from the back and so on. So I think the Premier League has uh, gone beyond Mourinho. And, and George Graham's an interesting uh, comparison because maybe on the pitch, the style, uh, but what George Graham was to those Arsenal players in behind the scenes, inspirationally, I, I mean, I, I don't know that Mourinho has that anymore because I think he's too self-centered to be inspirational. I think it's just, you know, it's about throwing his weight around and throwing that he's more important than Paul Pogba, that he's more important than... Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, or whatever the case may be, in those situations, and that's that, that wasn't what George Graham was. George, Graham I think was, that's a generational thing as well. Though. Inspirational, yeah. but yeah. It, it is. But uh, you know, but but you can. But when you play defensively and conservatively, and you're 
just constantly undermining and throwing your players under the bus after the game. You don't have a team that follows you whenever you wherever you go, and that's I think that would be damaging. I, I think we have some some pretty brittle, and we're getting rid of them, but we have some pretty brittle uh, psyches in our in our in our twenty in our you know twenty four players, especially going back to the last few years. I think the last thing that they need is somebody who is either too forgiving, Arsene Wenger, or just absolute hell end and divisive, like 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 Jose Mourinho. Hmm. Yeah, Something else. Right. Sorry, sorry, oh, sorry, Trev, carry on. No, you're right, Mike. You're exactly right. I mean, if if you're a top top, I don't rate Mourinho over the last last few years. I'm a bit with Fergus. I think he's dropped. He's dropped. He's, he's gone backwards. If you're, he's if like, you're a top top manager. You don't alienate your players like like he did at Manchester United. You work with them and you get them working for you because that's what managers are employed for. He was awful at Man United. Watching them videos of what he was doing to Pogba on the training field, no good. If you're hold them accountable, but don't but don't embarrass them. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think that a manager like Mourinho is so extreme. One way you're either with him or you're you're really not. And you know, another example, I don't know if anyone's seen that Roy Keane interview this week where he was talking about Alex Ferguson. Nobody talks about Alex Ferguson in a bad light, but he's a manager who alienated players, staged arguments to push people out the door because they didn't suit what he wanted to do. We've seen it. It's, Roy Keane's not the first and he won't be the last to say that about Fergie. But it's just interesting how when it's Mourinho, because of the way he is in the press and because he's so public about his feelings at times, I think, you know, they're both very similar in the way they handle their players, but one seems to get worse press than the other. I think there may be some generational issue with player power there as well. Ferguson started and, and maybe ended his career, and maybe be partially because of this, because player power started to overtake ownership power uh, and and manager power. And you know, when you have players who say, "I don't got to take this," uh, players weren't millionaires then, were they? Well, and Twitter and, and social media and the money and the power and the sponsors. Um, you know, Alex Ferguson was revered, but, you know, Alex Ferguson today with his tactics from the 80s and the 90s probably be in the same boat. Uh, I hate to say it, uh, but, you know, but he had the reputation of Alex Ferguson with his success and players who were scared to let him down. And, and that's not the case today. And I don't know a manager in the world, including Pep Guardiola, uh, who could get away with being like, uh, like Alex Ferguson was, or like uh, Mourinho is now, without pushing a few people out the door and having controversy surround your team? Changing the subject completely, um, I wish to talk about Granite Jacker's comments during the week. Uh, I caused a little bit of a stir on Twitter by saying that he has he's a, he actually had a point because he does <laughs> he does have a point because if. Gwendozi or Abamyang or Lacazette puts one of their chances away in the second half. We're celebrating a 3 2 win against Spurs. And what Xhaka done in the first half is all right. Doesn't matter. Uh, we won the game. So for me, um, he has a little bit of a point. Um, but I can understand uh, the uproar um, within the fan base of how arrogant he was being um, to try and take away the fact that it was his stupid tackle. Uh, and we mustn't take away from the fact um, that it was a stupid tackle. Um, one of and many. One of many. And possibly have cost us, you know, possibly have cost us a derby win. We can't say. We didn't have a crystal ball. Who knows? Spurs might have gone on to got another, you, you, another you, one. But you say uh, Fergus, Fergus, um, 
Granite Xhaka's comments. What, what do you make of them? Um, you said if ifs and buts on there, uh, but if Harry Kane had been a millimetre tighter, we could have lost that game. So uh, Granite Xhaka's comments is um, for maybe the team meeting. It's not for TV um, at an interview in Lansdowne Road, um, uh, the Aviva Stadium. It, it's not for an interview yeah. there. That that is for stuff that's behind closed doors where they go, you should you Abamyang, you get fifty shots, but you still score thirty goals a season. Abamyang is very wasteful uh, sometimes with um, uh, some of his opportunities. Um, Lacazette, Guendouzi, there, there's loads of players who have fault, but that's the game. Um, his job was to defend and be a CDM, and he failed miserably yet again. Trev? Yeah, I have to agree. Just going back to what you said there, Craig, about uh, Xhaka saying that if the forwards had scored, his tackle wouldn't have mattered. You could turn that round completely, can't you? Because if he hadn't tackled him, the forwards' misses wouldn't have mattered. So worse both ways. And with Ferguson all the way, you don't go out public like that, especially not when you're the club captain now. You, you leave that He's stuff in the to be captain room. You leave that, but regardless of that, Fergus, you leave that stuff in a dressing room. That's for a chat behind closed doors. When you're out in public or you're out on the field, you show United front regardless. You know, and Trev, if he was a captain, he wouldn't be doing that in public. Yeah, but he is, Fergus. And well, he, no, that's, it's he, odd because he he's been captain of Switzerland. He's been captain of Montreal, but this is not a new role for him. Yet that wasn't leadership in the least. But Mike, Mike not I, leadership I, at all. I, but it's asked, everybody's favourite manager that's given him the armband. We I, I don't, I don't understand it, Harry and, and Mike. E, 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 Wenger, if if Granite Shack is fit, um, he is on Wenger starting eleven. First man on the team sheet. Unai Emery, yeah, if he's fit, first man on the team sheet. Uh, Switzerland captain, first man on the team sheet. What what are they seeing that we're not seeing? Andy. Andy, who co-hosts our podcast with us, is a big supporter of of Gran and Jaka. He he's very because he's a white stick. He he is he is basically saying he needs to take a break right now. His decisions are diabolical and it's awful. But he, uh, you know, he always talks about. It. He said there's got to be something that they see from him that that puts him in the captain. It's not just his good looks. There's got to be something footballing or inspirational or something. I don't I don't see it. Um, I am kind of a moderate supporter of his. I think he's not as bad as people make it out to be. I think he's not as good as, as you know, it's one of these uh, yin-yang things where you almost have to be either completely for him or completely against him. But And I try to ride the fence a little bit, but I can't ride the fence with him this season and the, and the decision-making he's made, you know, and kind of from the end of last season with with the penalty against, uh, was it Brighton or Palace? or um, I think it was Brighton. He exposes the weaknesses in our defense as well. It, it's very Mustafi-like where, you know, the stats might look good, but what you're seeing with your own eyes just tells you there there are there should be better options. But, um, you know, when you start saying, well, there must be something about him that makes him leadership quality to be the first name on the team sheet, uh, and then you see him come out in the press and, and saying anything, whether taken slightly out of context or not, which I believe it may have been, um, you got to be more careful than that, not because it just makes you look like, like you, you know, you want to be absolved. It, it reminds me of every single time we get a lead a goal, uh, leak a goal with Mustafi, and the hand goes up and he's looking around instead of, you know, instead of the intense "I'm not going to do that again" type of reaction. So I, I don't get it. I think I don't. Know, I, I don't think it was taken out of context, though, Mike. I, I've read some context that that said he was kind of speaking more generically and not as much about the Tottenham game specifically, but. To me, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, I, I was going to say even still, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Know. It doesn't. It, it's. I'm just saying, it's not. It's like when Mustafi said, uh, made comments that some people took to mean that he doesn't mind not having clean sheets. That was taken away out of context, but it was still kind of a dumb thing to say. And and what do you make of like you say he needs to take a um, time out of um, the, the 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 team for a little while? What do you what do you say about the reports about he's got to have I think time out until October because he's got new family coming and stuff is, is that clever i had PR heard body? i had heard um, I, I think james gunnerblog said that uh, that it was a little bit misconstrued they were basically saying that he was going to get the next international international break off not that he was going to be missing games for arsenal but i guess that remains to be seen but uh you know it, it's a con I, i'm not saying it's not true but it's it comes at a convenient time where sometimes it seems like arsenal like to sit players under different pretense than just you're not good enough and sit like like you know back injuries and foot injuries and illness from a certain uh attacking midfielder i was gonna, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say if, if if emery's not happy with him he'll get rid of uh him mustafi and um ozil he's he's happy to bench them yeah just, be just before we carry on mike sorry just before we carry on and we go uh, and we go to harry's thoughts uh, i just need to clear something up here because this is this is a few of this in the comments uh craig if i'm okay with jacka making that mistake then you should be okay with starting mustafi let me get this completely clear i am not happy uh with the mistake that granite jacka made it was an absolutely ridiculous tackle um and has cost us the game my only point being that granite jacka had a bit of a point um, uh, because, yes, there was chances missed um, that could have got him out of jail. That's my point. My point is that I'm, not I'm, not happy with, I'm not happy with the way Xhaka plays. He touched me. He was like, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Lee, Lee says things. Uh, people, uh, you know, th that doesn't mean that if you were playing for the team, captaining the team, that you should yeah. be saying the same things. Opinions are meant for pundits, not, mm. not for team captains. Harry, what are your thoughts on it? On his words, on his words, I, I I don't think it was the smartest thing to say. I'm I, I'm I'm not Granite Xhaka's biggest fan, but I'm someone that doesn't think he's as bad as everyone else says, just like Mike. Um, but in terms of the words he said, they were stupid. He shouldn't have said them. It was always going to cause a stir after what had happened in the North London derby and that stupid challenge. And you know, people have been losing patience with Granite Xhaka and his mistakes for a while. But I don't really understand what people expected him to say because like, I think I tweeted at the time and I said, what did people expect? Did they expect him to say, put his hands up and say, yeah, I'm shit. I've got no idea why the manager picks me every week. Like, I don't get what people wanted from that, to be honest. Um, it was a silly comment to make, but there is something in Granny Xhaka that the managers all love and you know reese nelson i think it is today has been talking about um how helpful uh some of the senior players have been in terms of trying to get the youngsters to come through and helping them out and he's mentioned granite jacker there so there's obviously something that granite jacker brings to the table as i've said time and time again i don't think granite jacker is a, a dm i think people need to stop labeling him as that and remember that against spurs we played with a flat midfield three so his job wasn't necessarily to be the defensive midfielder. You know, when I look at that, I would have said that Torreira should have been the deepest line player. But again, that's an issue that I take with Unai Emery's tactics and his approach in certain games. So I think the problem is at Arsenal is that we've got a bunch of average midfield players and Granit Xhaka is just one of them. And Granit Xhaka is one that gives you something slightly different in the sense that he can ping a pass 
Um, and, and in the second half against Spurs, I thought he was actually pretty good, apart from the stupid fouls. He was picking out passes and he was helping us tick. And I thought we moved the ball a lot better in the second half of that game. So do I want him out? No. Uh, if someone better comes along, then yeah, replace him by all ha means. But I Harry, just think... Harry, yeah, could, you play, could you play David Luiz in that position? That's his, Abs his favourite. Absolutely. absolutely. But that all depends on what Unai Emery is trying to do. And I can't see what that is at the moment. Because what we went to Anfield and we played with a diamond midfield. We went to we played against Spurs with a flat three. The week before we had a, a two and a one. It just until that is clear, then you can't identify the right players to fit the puzzle. It's like we've got. Do you know what I mean? It's changing every week. We've got the same you know, pieces. You know the diamond at Anfield. Uh, he he got slagged off a lot about that, but. Um, in reality, what he was trying to do was control the front three and bring in the attack on the wings because he could deal with it on, in, the, in, in the middle of the pitch. And in the main, they done all right. You know, I don't think I don't think we got roasted at Liverpool. No, I, I didn't expect Arsenal to go to Liverpool and win, and I didn't really have any particular issues with what Emery did. I, I said on on the pod that I understood why he did it. It's not necessarily what I would have done, but I got why he went that way. So I haven't really got a problem with that. Um, my problem with Emery stretches all the way back to last season. Craig will tell you that I've been saying it from day one. What is it that we are trying to do? When you work out what it is we are trying to do, then you go out in the transfer market and you get the players to fit what it is you're trying to do. We've gone and brought in 11 players since Unai Emery's come in and the system is still unclear. So if it is Edu and Raul bringing in the players, how are they supposed to identify the right ones when they don't understand? I, I, I think it's clearer, though. I, I, th I think that the fly in the ointment is Ozil. And if they can get rid of... They've got rid of Mkhitaryan of 180, 200 grand off the, off the, off the wage bill. Uh, if they can get rid of Ozil uh, in January, I'm, I'm hearing to DC United or somewhere like that... Um, even on a on a loan, that's my hometown club, by the way. <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> sorry. Oh, that's the one place I'd actually like watching those old play. Uh, okay, well, uh, you can take it without blessing. <laughs> but it, I think if they do that, then they don't have to shoehorn in these superstars and these egos. Uh, like you've seen what's happened with Sabias coming in. It's just been transformational. I know he's not going to be with us for more than a year. It's unlikely Real Madrid are going to sell him to us. But it's been transformational to the way Unai's done it. He does change game by game depending on who he's playing, but uh, which is where you're getting the confusion from. But I think he's doing all right. But if you, you mentioned that Sabias has been a transformation, it's been brilliant. So why didn't he start against Spurs? How how do you explain that? Because we're talking about I don't, we're talking about leaving I <laughs> and and that Sabios is more suited to the role that we want. But then Sabas doesn't play. I I, and, I think I think maybe what he was trying to do in that particular game was shock and awe. He had Pepe, he had Lacazette, he had Aubameyang up front. Um, he thought he'd have, as you said, a flat central midfield, uh, a reasonably best stable back uh, uh, defensive line that he had. And he was going to try and smack their asses and, and, and get a couple of goals. But because our midfield had no creativity, no Sabias, Torreira was on his ass half the time, sliding all over the place. Um, we got caught with two really crap mistakes. You see, the thing is, boys... I don't. We can't work out Emery at the moment because, as you've rightly said, he changes it every week. But it's. Uh, I think his his problem at the moment is how is he fitting these three in up front? Yeah, he's he's playing Lacazette, Pepe, and and Aubameyang. 
I think if he's playing the front three, he's got to play a flat, flat midfield three behind him because he's got to have four at the back, right? But what, what concerns me more at the moment, right? It, moving on, moving, just leaving Xhaka aside for the moment, is I don't think Albat. I know I'm changing the subject, Craig, so pull me on this if you want. No, not just, at all, mate. Carry on. But I, I don't like Albamiang playing out wide, me, and I don't know I don't how either. he's going to solve that. that. I don't know how he's going to solve that because yeah. I, I think Lacazette offers us. If I'm honest, more through the middle. The only thing I can see is Lacazette drops behind and plays plays basically a, a, a ten position. I don't yeah. know. But... So, so why did he why did he go and spend seventy two million, whatever it was, on Pepe if it was going to cause him selection problems up front? And quite clearly, our defence is a more urgent issue. That's another thing I can't get my head around. We needed a winger though. Quality. It, yeah, it, but we also um... needed a centre half. Yes, exactly. we, we got both. Yeah, you're right. We did Harry, get, you're bang on, mate. You're we did get what I have, though. I mean, putting Aubameyang on the wing so that he and Lacazette and Pepe can both be there. I mean, I, I, I don't like him on the wing, but I like him on the wing more than Theo Walcott. Um, and, you know, or, and, and I know that we've got better options now. We've got Reese. We've got, but I mean, I, I just, I think you play the players, the best players that you can. And clearly the chemistry between Lacazette and Aubameyang is such that even if they're not necessarily uh, in the position that you'd like to see them at the most, because you'd probably both put them at the nine, um, they're going to have magic together. I mean, I, how many games have we seen where they've both scored goals? I don't care whether Aubameyang's playing on the wing or centrally when they both score goals like they did last last week and 40 other times since they've played for Arsenal. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I see where Trev's, I, I, I see where Trev's going because I'm, I'm in 100% agreement with him. Uh, I hate seeing Aubameyang out on the wing, but... Like you said, Mike, if Aubameyang and Lacazette are scoring goals uh, and they're both on the pitch, who cares where they're playing? Aubameyang can play centre-half yeah. for all I care um, as, as long as he's going to run forward and score a goal. But Harry brings up a good point. And, um, you know, why did he sign Pepe um, when we were screaming out for a centre-half, Mike? What, what do you reckon about that? Does that question come in part because of the fact that he started off without a goal in four games? Uh, I mean, is there any inkling of that? No. Because I no, hope no. there's not. Because no, that that question is purely based on the fact that we're now sitting here talking about how we're going to shoehorn Pepe, Aubameyang, and Lacazette right. yeah. all into the same side. When we needed a centre half. Yeah. When we needed something, in my opinion, that was a lot more urgent. So we've opted to give ourselves a headache in a position that, you know, in a front position where we were, in my opinion, you play Aubameyang and Lacazette up front together, and that is a fantastic partnership. So if there was £72 million available to go out and get a player, then you, you've got to strengthen the position that let you down last season. And last season, Arsenal, Arsenal scored more goals than Chelsea, more goals than Spurs, but our defensive record was horrendous. It was worse than Wenger's last season. And I can promise you that we are on course once again to concede over 50 goals in this Premier League season. And you'll look back at this at the end of the season and you'll see, we are going to concede just as many goals. Harry, and for I, me, I that's the, that's the priority. That's what you got. I, to I don't disagree with you. I, I don't disagree with you. And and would I would I love to have seen one more quality center back, uh, center half come in, be, uh, rather than necessarily Louise, who is kind of more of a clear stopgap. Sure, but I mean, you you overhaul your team at a rapid, rapid pace as we have been, and uh, you know there are going to be things that take longer. I mean, Van Dyke wasn't wasn't brought in until the third or fourth year of, of Klopp's reign. And they had clear and obvious defensive problems prior to that. Um, you know, we have a lot of out of tens, we got fives and sixes at center back right now. 
uh, holding. I think he could call an eight if he's healthy and fulfills his potential. Uh, but we do have holding. Saliba coming in next season. Uh, we have uh, Chambers. Chambers. We have Callum Chambers, who's not put a foot wrong in the first two games. He's not, he's not a, 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 a center half for a top three team, uh, but he can do a job. Um, we have Socrates. We ha- I mean, we have players in that position, and Saliba coming in next season. I think they're probably reserving the, the, the back four for January or possibly so just, next year. So is Saliba and Holden title-winning centre-halves? How Holden, could we Holden possibly. How could we know that at this point? Uh, well, my, hope is that, my hope is it is, but it clearly isn't. I mean, what, believe me, I, I, there's going to be a lot of people just typing hashtag now it's up a Meccano uh, starting in late December. I know that, but uh, yeah, I'd love to see them to have another center back, uh, center half. But, um, you know, I, I think once you see an injury, which is inevitable, I don't, I'm not calling for it. I'm not hoping for it. But I, once you see an injury somewhere in our attacking uh, front three, front four, whatever you want to call it, um, we're going to be happy that we signed Pepe and we have selection problems up top. And frankly, did, did, I don't even know that we have selection problems, given that you could start the three of them every game. The strong right. links with um, who's that? Kalubia K- K- or uh, Craig? You try and pronounce it. Kalubia. Kalubia. There we go. You see yeah. his own goal last week. Yeah, he's, got, he's had a few mares. <laughs> he has. He has. Just get on the comments here now. Look at this one. Uh, 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 why did we sign Wells Class prospect Pepe? <laughs> guys, please give your head a wobble. Uh, again, yeah, we're not. Yeah. We... yeah. Again, we're not slagging off the signing of Pepe. Um, yeah, no, I'm delighted he's here. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yes, he's going to be great. He's just going to find yeah. his feet. I know exactly. people who are still who are still calling, even with everybody that we have, that are still calling for us in January to try to nick uh, Wil- Wilfred Zaha. Zaha. Yeah. I mean, yeah, wait a minute. Don't 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 misunderstand what Harry said. Harry, let me let me just clarify if I'm thinking this because I was thinking the same as you. Pepe is a great signing. Happy with him. Happy him all day. But should he have been a priority when we shipped over fifty goals last season? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the that. Point. Is that exactly the point. Not. Yeah. Perhaps not, but I'm also going to come out and say, unless you are uh, Manchester City or Manchester United, you, you can't plug every single hole that you have in one transfer window. Um, and he had, we clearly had an opportunity with a very good structured payment plan to get a world-class prospect like Pepe, and we took it. Uh, maybe we didn't have that opportunity with Koulibaly, with Upamecano, or with uh, Umtiti, or, or, or somebody of that nature. But believe me, I was calling for us to try to get a Lewis Dunk-type player in, who was primarily ready, uh, and that didn't happen. But I mean, the, would, you know, would you, you have know taken Cahill? Would I have taken Cahill? Uh, I, I over Louise. Louise? No, I, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably take Louise, despite his uh, his propensity to uh, to have a shocker every once in a while. And and, and we talk about Pepe at seventy two million. Remember, we I did get forty. We 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 got forty million back for a Wolby. And if you look at what Man City have to pay for. Um, I don't know which one of you guys said um, uh, Premier League winning. I think it was you, Craig. Premier League, league winning quality centre halves. Um, Man City paid fifty million for Walker and Stones. So you know, us paying twenty five million for an eighteen eighteen year old guy in the French league. That's one hell of an investment. We're not going to do that. We're not going to. Is, be... is, is it an investment though? It could be a hell of a waste of money. The point. The point yeah, is, get a sell on. The point he is, played nine, he, played about... nine, he only played nine games for St. Etienne last year. Was, what was Louise then? Is, was Louise a last minute panic buy or had we planned that? No, Absolute I think for, 
I don't think so. I think for eight I million, think so. it, I think for eight it million, was a bargain. It, it, it was a bargain. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I I genuinely believe that Arsenal tried to keep Lauren Koscielny, and when that wasn't going to happen, they turned to David Lewis. And it was a last-minute deal. And David Lewis's agent's probably gone around and touted him about my client. He's what they do as well. Yeah, he, he's my client wants to stay in London. It's not going to work out at Chelsea. Let's get him out the door. And they made that move happen. There was no like, sign of that happening in the past. You know, it was just out of the blue. And, and that, that says well, to me that it was a panic buy. It was a last-minute deal. Fat that Frank had dropped him to fourth, t- fourth tier as well, hadn't he? So, yeah, yeah so, so, so well. they claim. But also as well, you know, see, you... I can't see how. Uh, so, uh, sorry, go on. Now. I can't see how Frank Lampard has said to David Lewis that he's fourth tier. When you look at the two centre halves that are playing for Chelsea, absolutely. How absolutely. he says, how he says that David Lewis is fourth tier. I, that's why I don't believe it. You're we telling could, me that Kurt Zuma is better than David Lewis. We so could almost swing back to the Mourinho era and the dressing room within Stamford Bridge. Uh, John Terry, Fat Frank, Jose Mourinho. It was toxic. And there, I think you will have a situation where Fat Frank doesn't like uh, David Lewis. Could yeah, be. Absolutely. It's a but great just, point. Just going on to that point, uh, I think that Fergus made about how much Manchester City have to pay for the likes of Stones and Walker. And I totally accept that point. But you've also got to remember that they are Premier League players that come with an extra premium. And Manchester City are the ones that are going in for them. So you automatically (laughs) bump your price up. There are lots and lots of top quality footballers outside of the Premier League. And if you do your shopping right, you can find them. And I I just worry that... You know, we're, we started off the transfer window. We weren't doing much. There was the We Care Do You campaign. All of a sudden, Arsenal had made a few signings. Everybody got, you know, oh, great. We're, we're doing yeah, some but, business. But Harry, Harry, don't try and link We Care with uh, saying that they got signings. We Care is a, no, no, no. a lot more I'm than not. that. I'm not. I, I, I'm not because I was part of it. I was in, I involved am, yeah. in the original group, yeah. as, in the WhatsApp group as well. And, you know, I know exactly what it's, like, it's all about. Good. And that wasn't Good. the intention. But what I'm saying is that came... The signings came, which in a way took the wind out of the sails of that, I've got to say. And then from then on, um, you know, ultimately, all we've done is recuperated all the money that we've bloody spent. Iwobi's gone out. We've managed to cut Mkhitaryan off the wage bill now. Nacho Monreal's gone. And it feels like we've just been sw- we've swapped players. We haven't really strengthened as much as people think, in my opinion. Well, we've got rid of crap and got slightly better. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we've yeah. done masterful. Yeah. Pe- Pe- Pepe is better than Iwobi. The business, the business we've done is good. Then mostly it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's not going to win. It... Us, it's not going to win us the title. But the business I thought we've done is good. But the objective is to get what, the top four. But given what you've seen out of Raúl so far with his deal making and his oh, approach, I mean, the, the the difference. You can start to see, and, and I, I know we're all tired of hearing this, but you can start to see a three-year plan. And again, you only have to point to Liverpool to see this, the, mm-hmm. the, project, the trajectory that we're on. And again, Liverpool didn't plug every single hole that they had in one, in one transfer window. They had an awful defense and did very little to change that. But while I they can... built one of the strongest attacks in the league. And, you know, they have a guy who doesn't ever tinker with that front three, so we'll see. But... Um, you know, it comes over time. They they didn't really plug the biggest need that they had with the big purchase that they made until they had recouped some transfer fees from a from from you know Philip Coutinho and a couple others. Great point, and Mike. Yeah. I kind of see the same thing happening with us. You know, again, there's, we there's a big difference off. though. 
the big difference is that Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp had a blueprint of what they wanted to do. I can I can guarantee you that Jurgen Klopp knew exactly how he wanted that team to look in terms of style, formation, and the type of personnel that he needed to make that work from the day he reached Anfield. That Mr. Dossier Unai Emery had that has that vision and now actually has some backing from the boardroom to be able to do that or the or the right. I, I, what is what is the vision though? Because He's brought in 11 players and we still don't know the vision. The target is top four. The target last season was top four. The target this season is top four. If we get into the top four, then we can attract the other uh, higher level of players. We are not a championship, uh, Premier League uh, winning side at the moment. We are just about, okay, I think because Chelsea and Man United are in a a lot of disarray, we should by default, you would have thought, it it should have been last season as well, should by default be in the top four. I actually think we're probably better than Spurs as it stands at the minute, because I think Spurs are are, are are there on their curve they're going down on their curve there's some there's some crap going on inside their dressing room so I, th- I think I, I put us down for a solid top three finish I, I, I can't see us getting anywhere near Liverpool or Man City but go back three four years ago as Mike said and look at L- Liverpool Liverpool were struggling to get into the top four the top six uh, they were doing Fart arsing about with the, the the Europa League and so on. So Harry, have some faith. You know, I think there, Unai there, has there got a plan. Sign. There were well, signs. I have, I'm sorry, I have to. I, I, I didn't see any I, signs from Liverpool after have, their eighth. Mike, they, no, 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 in no, no, no. What Harry's, season? Yeah, what Harry's trying to say. Season, I, I know what sorry. Harry's trying to say is. I know what Harry's trying to say. We've had we've had Unai Emery for a year, a year and uh, and to the start of this season, and I have to agree with him. I'm the same. I can't see um, a, a style. You know, every week, you know, right? This is that. This is our style. He's chopping and changing. He's bringing yeah. in different but players. But that is his style. Playing, yeah. But we. But what Harry's trying to say is, Jurgen Klopp came into Liverpool and he said, "Right, this is Put how I'm going to play football." Thing in, even yeah. with the this, wrong players. This is how I'm going to yeah, play exactly. football. This is my okay. formation. This is how I'm going to play every week. Now, whether right, so I've got these players to play with. Right, you're going to play there. You're going to play there. You're going to play there until. He started to get some transfer funds and still he started picking off these players that he wanted to bring in and he got them all playing uh, how he wanted them to play and now look at them. We haven't got, and I have to agree with Harry, we haven't got a playing style at the moment. It's like trying to build a house with no foundation. That's fair enough to say. I mean, we, you know, Liverpool went and, and played his style even though they didn't have the right players to do it. Unai seems a little bit more uh, willing to compromise his style. It's almost too pragmatic. To well, yeah. Well, yeah. I, and I, also, I guess we'll see. I mean, we've got. We've got. I think it's early to judge. Trev, come in there, mate. One second, Trev, come in. It is too early to judge, Mike. We, we've got to stick with Emery. I, I fully see what Harry's getting out there because we do change the style. There doesn't seem to be a set game plan, but. We, we are we are seeing change. I said it earlier in the show and I'll say again, uh, for me, I'm sticking with him. End of this season, I'll think about it again, but he probably needs next season as well. And don't forget, it's not just about Emery now, is it? Craig, I can't say their names, the, the two, the Santa Lahai and the, the other lad. Raul Sanyehi. Raul. Raul Sanyehi. Yeah, Raul, yeah. Just say the Don and everyone will know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got a poll idea yeah. for you, by the way, after this. Go on, Trev, you finish. More than, than him right We've now. just got to let these boys all work their magic, all start working together and have the faith. 
and see where we go. We will be top four this season. I'm a bit gutted because listen to you boys, I've had a pound on us to win it at 66 to one. Do I throw <laughs> that in the bin now? Do I have that ticket or what? But you know, I'm, I'm with you, Trev. I mean, if he gets us in the if, if he gets us in the Champions League at the end of the season, uh, if, or if we, we get into the Champions League at the end of the season, top four into the Champions League. I mean, what's Raul Sinelli going to pull out of his back pocket if we get in the Champions League? And people um, are looking for a Champions League manager instead of a Europa League manager when that happens. I just yeah. wait for it. When we, we finish third, we get into the Champions League, and people are like, okay, now we need to reload with an actual manager. I, I, I just, hate our fans. Well, no, I, I, I totally disagree. Is that not going to happen? So when are you saying, what are you saying he's got to go then, Michael? No, 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 no I'm, say, saying, I'm saying the, the, the masses out there who, uh, who say that a little bit of a whine uh, are, are going to say, well, good job, but now we have to replace the manager. I, I'm just predicting something that I'm gonna, that's going to make me absolutely oh, okay. you, you just made yeah. me sick to the pit of my stomach, Mike. The, the the fact, fact, I like to do that in that, advance before it happens. Thank you. The fact that Emery only got given a two-year contract with the option to extend it to a third tells you that the club were only looking for Unai Emery to get back in the Champions League. After that, that's a different matter. So that's, Mike, your point is, in my opinion, I think it's right. I think, think that once Arsenal... Yeah, I think when Arsenal do get back in the Champions League, there'll be a more... Uh, there'll be another search for a maybe more long-term manager. I genuinely believe that this guy was brought in with the thought of, uh, we're, we need... To, so his his prize for getting Arsenal back into the Champions League will be the sack. Yeah, uh, no, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree. I don't agree. I I, I think you'll get at least a season in the Champions League. I, I'm if, saying if, there's people that will call for that, and I guess we, we we're right. amongst one right now. But um, but the yeah, I, I he's got it's, he gets at least one one year in the Champions League to oh, see God. how he see how he handles the competition if, mixed with the uh, you know and not dropping in the league. Uh, with support from from the transfer policy that I can only see continuing, um, but you know it, it won't stop people from calling for it. But I, I can't imagine that the two year. I think the two years plus one option was meant to give them an out in case it just completely went be uh, belly up and 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 he wasn't working out to not be tied down to where they had to pay another sixteen million quid to somebody for two years that they're not managing. I think that's what the two years was about. Not. Not so they could cut him loose as soon as we gri grab the success that we're all asking for. Uh, if, if, sorry, I'm, I'm still here. Don't worry, I'm still here. I'm still here. Uh, just I was just going to say, if if Raúl and Edu have got anything about them, and Arsenal do get back in the Champions League, then they and they want to push this club back to the very top, and that's what their ambition is. Then they need to start looking for a better manager than Unai Emery because he's not he's not top top quality. I, nothing I've seen has persuaded you me want? that. But Harry, surely if he gets us into the Champions League, we can't. If if he gets us back into the Champions League, we can't just turn around and go. Well, thanks for that, Unai. Um, off now. Cheers. Of course we can't, Craig. Of course we, we can't, can't do that. We've no, got to give depends him a year on what your ambitions are. Harry, I've been agreeing He's, with you all night, yeah. mate. But I, you know that you, you can't. He's a young manager, Emery. You. It, if he gets in the Champions League, then you've got to give him as a person a chance to improve and develop himself as well. It's a big picture, you know. So he's, uh, yeah. he's been in the Champions League before, though, and you know he, he hasn't necessarily set the world on fire. Uh, even at PSG, you know, you, you go to PSG, you're expected to win the title every year. He didn't. You know, they expected progress in the Champions League. It didn't happen. That's why ultimately. Trophies. 
that yeah, but you would win four trophies. You'd win the French Cup, the French League, with that squad of players. That, that's kind of the point. Have you seen this? <laughs> <laughs> the expectation it, that was there at, at PSG, and he couldn't live up to it, and that's why ultimately he was allowed to leave PSG. So but why honestly, are you taking a beating in the chat right now? I honestly, know, can, I love it. Can, can, can I ask you guys? <laughs> Two, two questions. Uh, there's one slightly jovial and one slightly serious. The first one is we mentioned Raul um, and how the Don and everything else. Outside the Emirates, whose statue comes first? Wenger's or Raul's? And the second question is, um, Harry uh, and the other guys... Uh, you, you you say we if, if and I hope and I, I, I as I predicted we get into the top four uh, next season and I I I've put my, my my marker down on third. You talk about Emery getting sacked uh, because no, he's I, not. I'm not. Uh, hang, I, hang on, he's he, he's sorry. not good at. Sorry, I'm I'm asking you to hang on. I've interrupted everybody all night. Um, but <laughs> um, he's not good enough uh, of a manager to be a Champions League quality manager. But do you actually see us challenging? past the last 16 in the Champions League initially? Well, first of all, that's got to be the ambition. What's the point? So you've got to have that It's the money and the attract, uh, attract the players, isn't it? Well, Ajax went to the semi-finals of the Champions League last Agreed. season on, on very little budget. So I think you can challenge. I think in terms of, you know, talking about him getting sacked, he's not going to be sacked if his contract isn't extended. Do you see what I'm saying? If he gets to the end of his second year, achieves his targets and then leaves the club. That's not him being sacked. That's Arsenal having brought in a manager who served his purpose, achieved what they wanted him to achieve, and now it's time to move on. It's not the Arsenal not, way. It's not renewing the contract. But it's what not, is the Arsenal way? We haven't seen Arsenal change class. managers for 22 years. Yeah, but so, every, everything we do, Harry, we, in, in the main, we hold a little bit of class. Bringing Freddie in, you know, do, do, I know we... We we had um, Stevie Bull, but that was just to try and keep some class and tradition. The that, that shirt, you know, behind us there. The the, the, the the stuff that Arsenal do that are, are it's just the proper way to do things. And that shirt re- is a, that that shirt is a fail. Sorry, is it? Yeah, it's rubbish. <laughs> Craig, don't how like anyone it. can tell me that that is a modernised version of the bruised banana? Get out of town! It's a load of shit. And Adidas have a big big fail there. So I know the people from Adidas watch this podcast. You failed. Um, the bruised banana no is, what you, is what you can see on the background of this podcast. That's the bruised banana. That's a chevron. Your yes. stupid, your <laughs> stupid lines that look like they've been done by someone, a three-year-old with a spray can, is not having it with me. Randall. I'm glad I brought it up to a really high level of football discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Craig. I'm with Craig. Bring back the proper bruised banana, Eddie. That's no, absolutely no, They missed a massive trick there. A massive, massive trick. They should yeah. release a retro one maybe next year or, or, or halfway through the season. I've seen the know. retro players one that they want to release. Um, I've seen it leaked and it looks like um, a poor Sunday league kit um, that, that fat blokes wear on a Sunday. Hmm. That, are you, so I obviously have three of them. So, yeah, I need to get another few shirts then by the sounds of it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my camera either. It keeps turning off. But as long as you can still hear me, that's, that, that, that's all that matters. Uh, but anyway, look, surely we can't, you know, we were talking about Emery there um, getting the heave-ho. Uh, get, I mean, Harry, do you think that Do you think that might be, do you think that they might have said that to him? Well, everybody keeps talking about the new regime. Well, the new regime didn't hire Rune Emery. 
So what makes people so sure that they these lot are going to stick with him? That's, that's another a bloody point. good point, to be honest. No, but, yeah, because yeah. he's higher point. than Nymery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but now everybody's certain that Raul and Edu want him. They, they might not necessarily see him as the future. So that's the first point. And the second point is, I'm not saying that I want him sacked right now. I'm just saying that maybe he's not the right man. And based on the evidence we've seen, I'm yet to be convinced that he is. So come the end of the season, if Arsenal scrape into the top four, given what you guys have said about how bad the rest of the teams around us are this year, then... Something will scrape. Well, I, I don't think that we're going to breeze it. So if we do get into the top four, you still have to evaluate this, the season and look at the, the circumstances around it now. When people were talking about last season, and I was one of them, saying that Arsenal absolutely were terrible to miss out on the top four, it's not because I thought Arsenal were so much better than the year before. It's because of the circumstances around us. And you've got to take those into consideration. Last five games, yeah. When when you're judging things. So it's not that I want him chopped now, but just bear in mind that these guys that are running our football club right now are not the people that hired Unai Emery. Ivan Gazidis and Sven Mislintat were the ones that sat down with with uh, Unai Emery and gave him the job. So if these guys have a different opinion, a different vision, then you could well see Unai Emery pushed out after his contract ends. That's all I'm saying. Don't, don't you... Harry, I can sorry, tell, don't... I'm sorry. I can tell you that while they were not the ones that hired him, I can tell you that the current regime at Arsenal, the, the, the Unai, uh, not Unai, we're talking about Unai, Josh, Vinay, Raul, uh, they absolutely 100% believe in Unai Emery. Um, and but, but they've said that to people. They, they're not going to say they don't, are they? But his job, his job is just on the pitch. All the stuff behind the scenes. Uh, Hus Fami does the contracts. Edu does the the, the scouting and technical director stuff. Um, uh, um, Raul, the Don, he he goes and he goes and finds finds the people. He does the day. The, the, the we've got like three David Deans, basically. Well, and, and trust me when I say that they support him and not just when the camera's on. Um, they, they're not, they're, they're all in on Unai Emery at this point. And, and I think they'll reevaluate it at the end of the season, but I don't see that they're, that they're thinking one coach ahead or one manager ahead at this point. I, I, I mean, I, I, you make a very good point that they didn't hire him and that the, the, the previous regime did, but uh, I certainly think that they in every way think that he's the man to take them forward. From well, some of the, peop- from some yeah, of the people I, I've known inside the club, they, they, I agree with you, Mike. Sorry, go on. Well, I, 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 no, I, I, I totally agree. And, uh, I think Until... If... Go on. Sorry. No, mate. go on. You're go-, go for it because I'm trying to sweat out my bloody camera. Go on. I was going to say... It. Until Arsenal get back in the Champions League, then I wouldn't rule out anything because that, that was why Arsene Wenger was moved on because Arsenal fell out of the Champions League for the first and then the second no, season. It is, it is, because Arsenal are a multi-billion pound organisation that need to make money. And the dent that they took by missing out on the Champions League and the dent that they continue to take financially every season they, by not they, being in it will force the Cronkies and Raul and the rest of them to it, make the decision. I, if I, needs to I, make. I disagree. I, I agree with you to a certain degree in the sense that not being in the Champions League, but the whole... Uh, atmosphere around the club empty seats after the man city uh final in february when i walked out at with 20 minutes to go and uh there was a lot of us that didn't turn back up at the stadium again uh, that was the final nail in wenger's coffin I'm, I'm a wenger supporter um i think he overstayed his welcome um uh but i will all always hold him in high esteem um but 
I think the club were very happy for him to go to the end of his contract. And if the fans didn't act like they did um, at, the, at the end of that season, I don't think... Um, uh, they would have got rid of him. I think it was the Man City game, people walking out, and then the empty stadium. It was bad for Brand Cronky, Brand Arsenal. No, and so I've, will not be in the Champions League. Uh, yeah, I, I disagree a little bit, Fergus. I think that uh, I think that they suddenly saw the light with with Arsene. I won't talk bad about Arsene, but you know my thoughts. And yeah, the overstayed his welcome by a good while. But, but Ari, I'm going back to agreeing with Ari now. I've, I've had me fall out with Ari. I'm agreeing with Ari again now because, <laughs> because the, the, it, was, it, was, it wasn't just missing out on the Champions League last season. It's the, uh, as we've said just now, it's the manner in which we missed out on the Champions mm. League. Those last half a dozen games were awful, absolutely awful. And I think if we get into the, we get into the Champions League this year, there's no doubt that they will have sat down with Emery and they will have given Emery a development plan. It's what happens. At the end of this season, they'll sit down and they'll see how many boxes they tick in that plan and how many crosses they put in. And I think getting in the Champions League will be a massive tick and then we'll see Emery move on. I think if we don't make Champions League this year, they'll be asking some serious questions. It's literally the the one of the only. I mean, the the style of play, sure, the mitigating factors with injuries, sure, but it's literally the only measuring stick that, at this point that matters. Uh, Josh has talked about how uh, how you know he saw how coming off the, the the pitch in Baku after the silver silver medals were given out, how he realized at that moment, probably a little too late, but at that moment. Uh, that things needed to change. Um, if they don't make the Champions League this year, Emery will not be renewed. If they do, Agreed. You know, simple simple as. Agreed. Oh, oh, there's the enough, bell, right? yeah. can't, there's can't argue with that. And, and, and the bell was coming at a lovely time there because I'm going to have to call time. Um, it's this like is the, the bell end then? The bell end, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a good pub. It was, yeah, it is. Um, I've I've given up trying to wrestle with my camera, so I'm sure as long as you can all hear me still, that's okay. Um, you can never look so handsome. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. You're supposed to be my buddy. Your chin looks better on that one. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't like it? it says, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't cover yeah. mine up with a beard, though. Um, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Cole, you're good, aren't you? <laughs> Thank you very much to Fergus and Trev for joining us. It's been absolutely brilliant, mate. Thank you, thank you very much, lads. I hope I hope we didn't take over too much. Absolutely, no, cheers, not. Grave. Cheers, that was Grave. the whole. That was, you're, you're welcome, mate. That, that was the whole reason, Fergus. You come in and you take it over. Um, <laughs> go and much. follow the lads uh, on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons um, and follow the podcast because uh, Dan is on there as well. Um, who who uh, I'm just reading his comments now. He put me off. Um, Guna Russ watching. Yeah, all right, Russ. Actually, actually, I want to give a shout out to Guna Russ and Dave Pierce. Um, uh, I said earlier about Essex. Uh, Guna Russ is only around the corner from me. I'm in Loughton. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't want to come around from Hainault and give him, and give me yeah. on, on my bearded chin. Uh, Russ is <laughs> such a lovely bloke. Uh, I, I love seeing him when I come over to London, but I, I, he's gotten some some real negativity the last couple of weeks. I'm going to have to have a therapy session with him and a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's waking up. Everybody's waking up, mate. Yeah. Oh, Someone in the comments says, why, why do I always cut the show at, cr at crucial moments in conversation? Let it continue without him. Leave you one more. Yeah, unfortunately, um, we have to stop somewhere and uh, we could keep going all night otherwise. Um, and when, you've, when, you, when you get married and have kids, come back to me. 
Um, Craig, can I can I take a moment just to thank you very much for uh, facilitating this for for um, same old Arsenal and guns and yellow ribbons. And uh, I'd like to uh, say that we are supporting uh, Gooners uh, Gooners versus Cancer as well. So you'll be getting my donation shortly as well, Mike. Absolutely brilliant. Mike. It's our pleasure, Fergus. Absolutely no problem, mate. Uh, Mike, uh, hope Craig. hope hope you enjoyed your time here again, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, letting me uh, book myself on your show. And, uh, and and it turned out to be a great one. Um, Fergus and, and Trev will certainly uh, talk to you guys about a crossover since I basically steal every idea that Craig has, uh, including having a podcast. But <laughs> it's, it's been great. Nice spirited debate, disagreements, uh, therapy, reuniting, uh, supporting uh, charity. So look, I mean, what more could you ask in a podcast? Uh, Absolutely. Harry, um, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Poor old Harry. Thank you. Is it cold where you are, mate? Mate, it is bloody freezing tonight, man. I'm Greek. <laughs> I can't deal with this weather, man. I've just come back from Cyprus, you know, walking around in a vest and shorts, and now I'm wearing a tracksuit. Like, Trev's in Coz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Harry, yeah. Harry, the weather is lovely at the minute, mate. It's about 28, I think. I've got the door open. It's nice and nice. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. You're welcome, mate. Pop in. Noticeable absentees, uh, obviously Lee Judges, um, flying home from Vegas this evening, and uh, Dan, um, who is uh, in Greece as well, I think. Um, he's flown out today on holiday. Uh, had a bit of an accident last week, but can tell you all that he's good um, and he's gone back to his car. I saw his car. I tell you what, it's a great advert for Vauxhall. That's all I'll say. Jesus. He's a very lucky boy. He's a very last, la lucky Actually, boy. But I have to say, that car took it quite well, to be honest. It did. It did. Um, it did. From the picture that he showed me. Yeah, just if anyone knows, doesn't know. Dan had a bit of a car crash last week. That's why he wasn't on. Um, the... He's, he's gone to a lot of lengths not to get on here, hasn't he? That's yes. two, weeks in, two weeks in Greece and a car crash. That's it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but he's all right, so that's good. Uh, something else I want to plug as well is um, on Sunday, uh, I've been, I'm have been i very honoured to be asked to co-host a podcast um, with a relatively new channel, um, Sunny, uh, Sunny TV. Um, so a few of you obviously know Sunny from Arsenal Fan TV. Um, he does. He, he likes to be interviewed there after the games, and he started he started up his own YouTube channel. And um, he's asked me to uh, co-host a, a podcast um, with... Uh, a few different people um, and it's going to be about uh, a general discussion on about mental health um, and mental health awareness now as some of you know um, I hide no fact um, that I have suffered from depression and still suffer with anxiety today um, tomorrow today I dealt with it tomorrow I'll have to deal with it again uh, when I go home to bed I'll have to deal with it it's something that's going to be with me for the rest of my life um, it's something that I have to learn to deal with and that I've had to teach myself how to deal with and live with. So um, on Sunday at 8 o'clock, uh, if you can all go over and, uh, and follow Sunny, uh, there's going to be um, a podcast discussing, uh, discussing mental health, um, which I think is massively important. Um, some of you have uh, seen the video that I did uh, after I finished my 15 weeks of therapy, um, a video that got 65,000 views um, on Twitter. DMs coming at me from all over the place, from, from different people, from famous people to uh, people that I'd never heard of before. Uh, men coming to me and talking to me about their problems and then texting me a week later to say that thanks very much. They went to the doctors and they're on the way to, you know, they're on the way to recovery and this kind of stuff. So 
know, it was very, very humbling to get all that. So I'm very honoured that Sonny's asked me to co-host that podcast. So on Sunday evening at eight o'clock, um, go over to Sunny TV Unfiltered um, and you'll see us talking about it. Uh, it's called, uh, a lot of people in the chat saying, what's the channel called? It's called Sunny TV Unfiltered. And you can also follow Sunny on uh, on Twitter. So that's something I'm looking forward to, to Sunday. And if you've got, a, if you're going to have a spare hour on Sunday, I'd really appreciate it if you came along and um, supported it. So uh, Tuesday, is, is, is there is, an, is, Twitter is we, at Sunny underscore Arsenal. At Sunny Sorry, underscore I, I, <clears throat> Arsenal. Sunny S O N N Y. Sunny underscore Arsenal. Um, so there you go. Have we got a game next week? Yeah, Watford. Watford, is it? Okay. Coming out of the new coach bounce, if there is I such a... Yeah, I thought there was a two-week... For some reason, I thought the international break was on for two weeks. It has been. <laughs> Just feels that way. Oh, yeah. No, it hasn't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about 10, 11 days. There's, There's one, one skipped weekend, but... Yeah, but one skipped weekend, off. but it's two weeks. So. Oh, yeah, you're dead right, isn't you? Oh, I don't know what day it is, to be honest with you. Uh, they've um, only had two wins since we... Um, since we played them and beat them one uh, nil when uh, Dini got sent off because he lost his cojones. Poor old Dini. Yeah. Poor old Dini. Anyway, thanks to everyone. Thanks to Fergus. Thanks to Trev. Thanks to Mike. And thanks to Harry. We'll Up see last. you next week. Um, the judges will be back uh, from his holiday. Hope he'll probably be using that Johnson's holiday skin or that dove to keep his tan for you all. Um, You're wearing a white t shirt. White yeah. t shirt, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Armani one, probably. You know the score. Um, a Garmani. Yeah, Garmani. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. And until we do, thanks for watching. Thanks for staying with us. And up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.